talk about what? Talk about truff. You got me truff for my birthday. I got you hotter truff. Hotter truff. <laughs> truff. Have we talked about truff on the show? We yes. have. When we talked yes. about hot sauce a while yes, ago. Yes, we did. Because we talked about Cholula and Frank's. <laughs> Cholula. <laughs> uh, so truff. Truff is without a doubt now at this point my favorite hot sauce. Um, Dirty think- dick over here. <laughs> Dirty Dick's hot sauce. Oh fuck yeah! For oh. those wondering, Ooh, um, so good. It's truff so good. is so good. It's definitely like I want to say it's more truffle oil than spicy. Let, before we continue, quick question: Yes, have you had? Have you eaten like truffle slices? Uh, not truffle no. slices, but I've had things with truffle oil as an oil, ingredient. Okay, but you've never had like truffle shaved onto like uh, no. like a octopus linguine. God no, yuck. No? Okay, I mean, okay. I know that wasn't the point of the question, but no, <laughs> I haven't had truffle shaved onto anything. Okay, continue. That's all. I was just wondering. I love truff, the hot sauce, uh, and uh, at that mall place in Northampton, um, whatever it's called. Fences, faces. No, that's the store. I don't know. Some the the little indoor squeaky wooden ch- indoor shopping mall and in Northampton, Mass. Um, there's a store there where they have like some cool boutique stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and they had just regular truff. And I was like, oh, yep, got it. <laughs> they had truff. They had hotter truff, and they had the white truffle truff. Um, so I got the regular truff. Why'd okay. you make that face with the white truffle truff? <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, yeah, let me try it. Let me see if it's as good as the black truffle. Whoops. It's double the price. That is $45 for a bottle of hot sauce. Yeah. It's it's not that it's bad. It's just it's that. Like, it's like, oh, this is the white truffle. Yes. Like, oh, but it's this is white truffle shavings on top of the, <laughs> you know, special dry age. Have you had? <laughs> Like all this other fucking Was that a shit. real word or did you just make a French noise? I uh, know I said prosciutto. I just said it with like with like an on top air. of the routine. <laughs> exactly. It's like, ooh, this must be a three star restaurant at least, right? Like look at you can hear it. Like they got that white trough. Oh that white trough and they got the prosciutto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I had the last thing I had truffle on, it was a have you had white truffle? Yes, I have. What is the difference? Taste difference? <sighs> I don't remember. That's why it's like it's not worth it to me. Mm. It's just it's just it's just I'm paying more for something like Yeah, it's good. They're both good, but it's just it, it's like it's so much more money. Now, I've never had like a truffle overload. Like, you know those shows that will have a feature a truffle dish and it's like they fucking shave a third of the truffle mm. off into it. I've never had that. Yeah. I've had truffle added to, I think it was some type of, I think it was beef. It was some kind of uh, aged beef dish that I had. I feel like it would be really good on like a creamy pasta. Hmm. Depends. Hmm. Depends on the pasta. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I, I had it. I remember I had it in uh, New York. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was beef. It was aged beef or it was like ox. Or boar. Ox. Damn. Ox or, no, not ox. Boar. I think it was boar. Okay. Boar or That's, aged beef. Sounds like a, at least a two and a half star place. They got <laughs> but, boar on the menu. But regardless, it was um, it was good. Like whatever. Like it was fine. But it just it was just you see it and it's like add fresh truffle slices or add fresh truffle to the dish for an extra like forty bucks. Like you just said. What? And it's just like, I mean, I'm here. Fine. 
but then you have it and it's what? just this isn't melting my mouth like i thought it was like this yeah. isn't this isn't like blasting my like if you're paying that kind of money and that, that, that that's why i have the reaction i don't i don't have the reaction that reaction because truffle is bad i have the reaction because i shouldn't it's be paying an, an extra 40 to 60 bucks yeah for eight shavings of truffle it's like saffron where it's yes. fine it's yes. just so rare and, and hard to come by it's that so it's so hard expensive. to harvest it's yeah. so expensive it's just come on i just don't i don't know i don't know it's like uh yeah yeah anyways yeah anyways um so i got i got the regular truff which okay. is my favorite i love the hotter sauce that you gave me but that's like hot sauce when i want hot sauce on something where truff is like a truffle oil with a kick to it like it's spicy truffle oil where hotter truff is hot sauce with a truffle aftertaste <laughs> they're both good and i love them both equally but i have both of them now but screw that white truffle i don't i didn't know what it tastes like and it was double the price i'm like eh, i'm gonna laugh if you get if santa brings you white truff and it, it please don't get me white and truff. it blows it, it like changes your life you quit <laughs> your job like addicted you, to it no you you quit your job you become a truffle farmer you get Whoa. a dog that sniffs out truffles Dude, that would be you so move to cool. washington state and oh. you're up there in the in the northwest and it's all like no rainy joke and rich luscious green forest and if, you're going out there in your flannel and jeans and boots with a little axe your little oh, shovel dude. you have a container your dog runs off and barks and you run over and you start digging with a dog sniffing and you pull out some truffles you brush them off you have a little comb attached to a carabiner and you just like make sure it's clean you look at it it's great you put it inside the container you put container. it in yeah put it back in your backpack you're describing a pretty dream life not gonna lie like that sounds pristine and no joke if white truffle truff is much better than black truffle truff i might do that like it might be goodbye chris enjoy the move i'm going to the pacific northwest is that where truffle is from uh it's found in more like rainy lush areas so yeah. pacific northwest pacific northwest yeah yeah yeah, yeah man that's so good. I think you could probably find some maybe like upstate New York and like yeah. some crazy wild forest, but I don't think so. I think it needs, it's not warm enough. I think you need more warmth. Yeah. Truffle and, oil is, is currently like, how do I word this properly? It is currently my favorite flavor so much that it's the most favorite I've ever had of a flavor. If that makes sense, it's not my favorite flavor ever, although it probably is, but it is so strongly my favorite right now that I've never had another flavor that was this strongly my favorite. There's two flavors that I, that are still reigning champ supreme, can't yeah. be beaten. Yeah. My other one's super lame, but okay. go ahead. So the first flavor of mine. Yeah. All right. So we'll do our lame one second. I'll do my first one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first one is... <laughs> The family homemade pasta meatball uh, brijol sausage uh, red sauce with garlic bread that I have. It's the bite I have yep. of garlic bread after I just shovel down a piece of the meatball, yeah. a piece of brijol, and a piece of sausage with a giant scoop of pasta. And then I take the bite of the garlic bread to wash it all down. Yeah. That's my favorite taste on the entire planet. That's Could you my, call that a flavor, though? That is a flavor. I think that's that a flavor. Food, that's a food all, moment. No, that's a flavor moment. When all those things combine, they, okay. they, they are the megazord of flavor. 
And that See, is... You know, I think this is a no Megazord com- combination. Excuse me. I love what you're describing, and it, like... <laughs> I had just had, like, a Ratatouille moment where I was taken back to my childhood, and yes, I agree, but I think we should say, like, like well, garlic would be the flavor. No. Or, like, fennel. Or no. tomato. Those no. are the flavors, you know? No. I guess I'm thinking ingredients. I think you... Yeah, well... Yeah, I guess... I, okay, okay, so so... Is it because technically truffle, like truff, is a flavor of different tr- ingredients? I'm saying truffle, like the truffle. So if I gave oil you just a, a black truffle and a white truffle, you can eat it like an apple. No, then it's not your favorite flavor. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> it's not your favorite flavor. No, it's my favorite ingredient to add to things. Like you give me a. Oh, so we're going, we're going for favorite ingredient then. Uh, sure. So mine is garlic. Okay, are you gonna eat a garlic like an apple? <laughs> I've, I've tried. Yo, you idiot. Ah, uh, yeah, stupid. So stupid. It was when I was working in the kitchen. Yeah, it probably and burned your mouth, dude. It was horrible. I don't know the last time you took raw cloves and ate them. Actually, I remember. It was never. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. I was in the kitchen when I was working in a restaurant, and my friend Victor was chopping garlic, and yeah. I said, I fucking love garlic so much. There's no such thing as too much garlic, and he was laughing, just, yeah, you love it so much, you would eat it, right? And I was like, yeah, fuck you, and I grabbed some. Oh, no. And he looked at me before I did it, and no. he said, are you really about to do that? No. And I said, oh, yeah, watch me, and I popped them in. Them? Like, two pieces. Ugh. And I, I chewed on them, and he, he, he just went, you're insane. And I just went, okay, whatever. Like, Oh yeah, well no, it's because I'm a badass. And then I started walking away, and within ten seconds, I was just this is a problem. <laughs> Time like, slowed down. <laughs> it was just the I wasn't expecting the burning. Yeah. <laughs> the chemicals. And be and so I thought it was just like something was on the outside of it. So for some reason I kept chewing it. Mm. So I chewed it more. <laughs> Releasing more and more of it. Yes. And then it got so hot. Yeah. Like like hot. spicy like oh like no temperature like, warm like hot like it, i felt like i it felt like i um felt like a seed was opening mm. and i spat it out right i spat out the <laughs> stuff i just spat out the raw garlic and then i swallowed like my spit <sighs> like in my mouth and bro the <laughs> that burning feeling you so you never experienced this right no, I've I, I've had too much garlic, and it was like a little, like half a teaspoon of minced garlic. No, okay, so so <laughs> I, like the burning that went all the way down. Ugh. I was, it was weird. I was like, you know that like pre vomit spit. Yep, yep. I started yep, doing yep. that, and I didn't know why, and I was freaking out. I was just, oh fuck, am I about to throw up? <laughs> like just, I'm at work right now in a kitchen. Am I about to throw oh, up? God. Oh my god, am I about to fucking throw? I was freaking out. Had some water and it finally went away. Mm-hmm. So I will not advise raw garlic, but no, I would say this. <laughs> Same, I would say this. I remember my twenty first birthday. Yeah, I left the club and my friends got me pizza slices at the place next to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, next to the club bar we went to because they were just open and selling pizza slices for the drunk kids. Yeah, so genius. Yeah, I'm so wasted. <laughs> I get a giant fat fucking wide ass <laughs> slice of just cheese because it's cheap and that's what my what's what we're buying. Yeah, and I remember I grabbed the crushed red pepper and I was just like putting it on like yeah fucking I love this shit oh my god <laughs> and then I grabbed. <laughs> That was a time where I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> that perfect drunk like look. And then I grabbed the dried garlic. Yeah. The dried roasted garlic. 
and I went to pour it on. <gasps> I, I know this story. I hate it. And the top came off. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it just went over the entire slice. And my friend said, oh, my God, I'm going to have to buy you another slice. And I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. I love garlic. <laughs> I love garlic. No such thing as too much garlic, as I as I was always told as a kid. Yeah. So I pick it up and I like shake off uh. the excess. <laughs> so it's just like a like now it's just like that roasted brown garlic pizza. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Because it's over it's a crunchy garlic breaded pizza. And I fold it and I <sighs> ate the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And I, the next morning. Holy fuck. Yeah, you vomited out a lava lamp somehow. I didn't no, I didn't vomit. The garlic was so I've never experienced it before. Oh. I experienced less garlic like sense overwhelming me yeah. when I ate raw garlic. <laughs> the morning you were like <laughs> emanating garlic stink through your skin. Yes. Yeah. So for those wondering <laughs> what this is like, here's what you do. You grab a slice of just normal cheese pizza. Get some dried garlic powder. And now, when you have the one at home... Disclaimer, do not do this. You have the shake-shake option, <laughs> which you pop open, it's full of holes, and you shake-shake some dribbles out. Yeah, just rip that top off. No, no, no. The other <laughs> side is the flappy open. Oh, The yeah. flappy open is the pour option. Yeah. Open that up and empty out, I don't know, until there's a layer on yeah. top. Like, a solid... A layer so thick, you have to shake it off. It's like when you did, uh, like, glue on a paper and then glitter on top of it as a kid and then you shake off the glitter. Yes! <laughs> Do that, but with garlic. And then fold up the pizza and eat it. And let me tell you something. When you're done eating it, okay, go straight to bed. <laughs> it's like a recipe. And then the next... You're gonna want to let that marinate for about eight hours. <laughs> Get absorbed into your blood. <laughs> and then the next morning when you wake up, it's, it's, I think, it, I'm pretty sure it's stronger than when you smoke a full cigar, like a session cigar, like yeah. the long, yeah, yeah, fat yeah. submarine cigars that take you like six hours to finish. I think that garlic pizza experience was more overwhelming sense wise than a cigar is the next day. And so I don't know if you ever smoke cigars like that. Let no. me tell you something. You brush your teeth mm -hmm. and the cigar overpowers the mint of yeah. your toothpaste. Gross. And then you mouthwash and you're breathing through your nose as you let it sit for 30 seconds. And you're just tasting cigar Ugh. through your nose. because yucky. And then you spit it out and then you have spicy cigar taste in your mouth. I get that from camping. Sitting around a campfire for four days, like basically slow roasting next yeah, to a yeah. campfire. And then like, I have to like trim my nose hairs because they're impermeated with smoke, uh, campfire smoke. Yeah. Yikes. You were literally like sweating garlic stink, I bet. It was brutal. Yeah. You can't get out of your mouth. It's in your throat. It was like brutal. you could do whatever you want to your mouth, but you'd have to like get like a toilet brush in your throat to clean it. And here's the thing. I still uh, I still put uh, garlic powder, roasted garlic powder on things. Oh, it's delicious. I still, I still love So garlic. it didn't ruin it for you. No. You've just That's how much I love learned, that flavor. <laughs> you've learned. I love garlic. Garlic is easily my top five. So, but we're doing number one. Number one, truffle. Right truffle now. for you. Yeah, truffle oil. Okay. For me, truffle yeah. oil. Okay. Yeah. For me, Roasted garlic. <laughs> wow. Roasted garlic. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing ever is to uh, eat roasted garlic just right, right out of the fucking oven. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dude, uh, like a really crispy, like dry, crunchy sourdough toast with just roasted garlic smeared on it like butter. That's oh. 
Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yes. Have you ever made um black garlic? Like it's basically like uh not fermented. Although maybe it is fermented. It's like you carefully it's like a controlled rot garlic. Negative. <laughs> it's supposed to be it gets like a very like umami flavor. So it's kind of truffly. Like it it's like umami flavor. Um no. It's supposed to be good. I've never made it, but I no, saw a video no, no, no. on Bon Appetit. Rest in peace. Um, rest in peace. What happened? The Bon Appetit thing from June. This is going to be a quick side note. Uh, they're, <laughs> did, did they go bankrupt or something? No, their CEO. Uh, turns out he was super racist. And then it turns out there was just top to bottom, full on racism in every aspect of that whole company. The, like the parent company that owns Bon Appetit and it permeated all the way down to the Bon Appetit. Even like the videos that I was obsessed with on YouTube, they was just littered with racism in every aspect of the company. Um, so, so they just got called out by like half the employees. They're like, yep, that totally happens. I was turned down for jobs, like specifically because of my race. I uh, like have a higher uh like job title than this person and they're the person in the videos and when i feature when i'm featured in their videos on youtube every time you see me on a video on youtube i've never been paid for it and things like that um it's so crazy. are they out of business they should be <laughs> oh man we're talking about this actually <laughs> yeah qu- let's try to remember this pin and our second favorite flavors because <laughs> the people are wanting it <laughs> And they're the disappointing ones. So hold on, folks. Do, do, do you want to just do the flavors and then move into Bon Appetit? I mean, mine's just so boring and disappointing. I have nothing else well, to say I'm about it. I'm wrong because my second one was going to be white rice and General Sauce chicken. Oh, no. That's like a And it has to be. And that's delicious. It has to be non sauced white rice so don't yeah let, this can't be this, white this, rice this can't be the border rice the rice that's been like the wall against sure, the sauce sure, sure, sure. this needs to be the fresh fresh rice on the other side of the package and, yes yeah you have that you just it, want the taste of steam this is the combo platter <laughs> yeah so you have that fluffy steamy rice untouched by sauce and you cannot have excess sauce on the chicken you just get a piece mm. of general sauce chicken and then like cut it in half with the yep, fork yep you get the rice scoop you it stab yeah the chicken piece and you get the two in one yep that combo yeah something about this the sugary can i tell you what it is weird out of the packet fucking thing it's spicy sweet msg <laughs> it's perfect like they nailed it it's just there's something about general sow sesame chicken orange chicken i don't know what it is also their chicken is weird it's like it's like cardboard it's not it's I'm not pretty cardboard. Sure it's not chicken yeah it's so good but i've never ha- ever had chicken like chinese food chicken but like i if you cut it in half it's like why is it spongy it's like <laughs> why you know don't why? i see any meat <laughs> it's it's like it's like it's like breaded chicken nugget forms yeah i think That's it's really like what it is nugget. it's like pureed chicken it must be because i never see like the grain in like chicken like the right. the stringy and that's why whenever you try to make general sauce chicken it's like this isn't the same no mine's not the same you could take general sauce sauce and put it on homemade like pieces of chicken yeah and it's still just it's not the same no yeah. why is this what is this fuck what? i think i think we just ruined general sauce for me why because i'm eating nugs no dude it's so good i'm eating nugs. no you didn't ruin it I'm you're gonna have nugs. them next time no no i'm eating nugs what are you talking about they're nugs that maybe you're eating chick well, nugs should we look into this they're chick nugs bro um, it's not like the tent it's not like the no you're eating chicken breast 
Chinese like, food chicken. Chinese food chicken? Am I... Is this... Nope. That's just recipes. What is Chinese chicken called? Sesame chicken? Nope. <laughs> chicken... Nope. Is the chicken and Chinese food really chicken? Yes, it is beef and chicken, but prepared in a certain way. At least, I think it, beef is beef and chicken is chicken. Have you noticed that some of the meat... Most of the meat is nearly always in the form of small strips that are slightly rubbery, but still quite tender. You never find this anywhere else, but in Chinese restaurants, this is the article that I'm reading. Oh, it's on Quora. <laughs> this is going to be garbage. Um, not really beef and chicken in one restaurant. The little fishy tasting drumsticks were actually frog and <laughs> another. They were rabbit. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. This is false. Um, They're chicken nuggets, bro. Yes, it is beef and chicken, but prepared in a certain way, at least in UK and Australian Chinese restaurants. Have you ever noticed that the meat is in the form of small strips that are slightly rubbery, but still quite tender? You never find this anywhere but in Chinese restaurants. They take tougher cuts and slice them thinly, then marinate them overnight in a solution that is mostly sodium bicarbonate, often sold as bicarbonate of soda. Um, this is thoroughly washed off, leaving the meat somewhat broken down and tenderized. The high-volume takeaway type Chinese restaurants usually get this tenderized meat delivered ready-made with a number of large factories who specialize in the process. That's why every Chinese restaurant has the exact same exact chicken, because yeah. it all comes from the same factory. So it's basically like crap chicken. It's like the chicken that barely ever makes it to anywhere else. They thin it really slicey. They let it sit, and I think that was baking soda, right? Um, I'm not, getting, I'm not going to eat it ever again now. I just and lost it my second it tenderizes it. It breaks it down lost, a little bit, makes it softer. I just lost That's my why it's kind of rubbery, because it was tough, and then it was forcefully tenderized. I just lost my second favorite And thing. then they fry that. I just lost my second favorite I'm thing. really sorry about this. My second favorite flavor is vanilla. That's it. Moving on. <laughs> it's so good. Wait, vanilla bean? Vanilla. Vanilla extract? It's all vanilla. Vanilla not- cookies, vanilla ice cream, French vanilla. Yeah, I'll take it all. That sounds great. You can have French vanilla ice cream? Just by itself and be happy. I mean, so it's, it's ingredient, g- right? Good. Oh man, good. Okay, let me put it this way. Something about really good yeah. French vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is just woof. Yeah, it just it, it hits. Yeah, it fucking slaps hard. It's something you, like a really good plain cheese pizza. Yes, when you have like full fat, fresh as fuck cream from like a mm. plump, chonky ass thick cow, chonky. and then you have like you use that immediately to make your fucking ice cream, and you like your the French vanilla. You know a French vanilla ice cream is good when you see flecks of the bean. Yeah. Oh, well, that's vanilla bean. Yes, that's, that's what I'm vanilla saying. bean ice cream. That's what, that's, I mean. that's what I was gonna say. French vanilla, I would be fine on its own, but vanilla bean all day. Come on, let's go with the vanilla bean. You know what? I I I don't think that's as bad as you think it is. I think, I think vanilla. Well, vanilla ice cream at least. I think vanilla ice cream mm. is pretty fucking banging. It's if super you think underrated. about it, like yeah. I'll say this: cutting vanilla ice cream. Oh, mm. oh, this is it's a weird combo. I know, <laughs> but vanilla ice cream with good whiskey. Okay, yeah, no, no, I'm Ooh, with you. It's fucking good. Sure. Or or like a, a good espresso. Yeah, just fucking hits did i tell you what i asked for and what my mom ended up delivering for my birthday she really wanted to make me a birthday dessert and she knows i doesn't like i don't like cake a mocha pop no but that sounds cool um i just said (laughs) vanilla ice cream moving on (laughs) vanilla ice cream and chocolate chip cookies just fresh baked vanilla ice cream 
uh, fresh baked chocolate chip cookies and vanilla bean ice cream. That's all I want. What she gave me was, um, you know, like, oh, my, my mouth is watering. <laughs> the Did she make sandwiches? Cookie ice cream sandwiches. she make sandwiches? sandwiches? Yeah. She made the cookie ice cream sandwiches with like fat, wide, thin, crispy cookies. Crispy? Don't yeah, you want the, chewy cookies? Yeah, they were like crispy, chewy. Like the edge of them had a little to them, but like then you had to like bite and pull it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. She, I don't know how she did it. She made like perfect little hockey pucks of yeah. vanilla ice cream uh, and then froze them and then put them in between the cookies and then froze them. So the cookie was also frozen. So you get that super underrated thing, which is also frozen chocolate chips in the cookies. So the cookies are cold. So the chocolate chips are like little chocolate rocks. And you got to you gotta work on those a little bit. The cookies dissolved. The ice cream is melted and down the hatch already. And you're just chewing little frozen did chocolate you, chips. Did you have that with espresso or a cup of coffee? I had it with a cup of decaf coffee, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Delish. Oh, that, was my, that was my birthday dessert. Oh, Real good. Fuck. So you, had a chi- you had homemade chip witches. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Oh, uh, pro tip. That's, if somebody says I want to make you a dessert, ask for that, <laughs> dude. Um, so Chip Witch, if you don't know, is an actual like brand of that, yeah, that you can buy in grocery stores, and they're official sponsors of the NWHL. Uh, <laughs> cool. So I see so many advertisements for Chip Witch Ooh, every time I see them because it's just like the players, yeah, the hockey players with the chip, like eating Chip Witches. I was yeah. like, you fuck it, I just no. God damn it, I want Chip Witches. <laughs> like, I really need Chip Witch now. They're so good. It's yeah. my go-to, like stopping on the gas station, and you're like, I want a little ice cream, I want a little treat, Chip Witch every time. I just said this today to some people at work, to, uh, to some of my coworkers. I said, you know what I really miss mm. right now. Mm. Because somebody said I miss going to the movie theater. And I said, you know what I I really miss? Mm. That I never thought I'd really miss this bad? Going to a restaurant. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Because if somebody used to work in them, I never gave a fuck. Yeah. Like, back when it was an option to go. What kind of restaurant are we talking? Because um, I have a very specific one that I think there, we've talked there's about before. Two, there's two different experiences that I, I'm really craving. One is, uh, like, the jay gilbert style like wood fire mm. steakhouse full-on like all the servers wear pure white all the way up and down they yeah. come up and it's they, like a nice restaurant it's a very it's it's a place where like you know uh, the, your entree is going to cost you 50 60 bucks yeah around there roughly and then you know after drinks and dessert you're looking at like a 200 hundred dollar fucking tab yikes you know what I mean? Yeah. It is yikes, but that's not a that's not like, oh, every Saturday I'm just gonna blow hundreds of dollars food <laughs> at food. No, like no, that's, that's like, like a, once or twice a year. That that's like a twice a year place for me. Yeah. Um yeah. If if there's nothing that special happens, it's once a year. Yeah. <laughs> when when like one of my best friends uh got married or like something like that, or I, I it was a somebody one of my best friends that I couldn't catch up with all year, mm. and then it was his like wedding anniversary and his birthday i took him out oh yeah um so like then that's a we're gonna go do this thing but if it's not that then it's a uh holiday anniversary type yeah that's exactly i missed that experience because goddamn dude i i I still know exactly what it's like to sit down and they do the whole welcome Mm -hmm. is this your first time here eating with us can I like start you off with a drink or this and this? And I always say the same thing. It's like, yes, I'll have a dirty vodka, dirty potato vodka martini mm-hmm. with uh, extra blue cheese olives. Thank you. <laughs> and I start with that. And then they, they bring fresh sourdough bread and yeah. and they have like a brown sugar butter that they. Are you specifically talking about Jay Gilbert's? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they come <laughs> and they come yeah. with that and you eat that. And then usually there's a little appetizer that we share and you have some of that. Mm-hmm. And then out comes the fucking steak. And usually that's either a glass of wine or I save or I have a whiskey to finish it with. And fuck, dude. And then you have the dessert and it's like, I never, you know me. I'm not a big sugar desserty boy. Yeah. But I, boy. <laughs> but I will do it when I'm there. And it's just, what do you have that's special? Oh, we have blah, 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 brulee. Or we have this and this. <laughs> blah, 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 brulee. <laughs> or we have this and this shortcake or we have fresh made blah 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 cheesecake yeah and it's like i'll have that and i'll have a shot of espresso please thank yeah. you or i'll have a, just a couple a couple black coffees very nice thanks and that feeling of so much salt and fat and sugar in your body after like you when you're ready for the check and you think you're gonna just you just want to just like shit it all out at once just because <laughs> you can feel it just sinking into your body and your body's just like what are we doing <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. And then the other one is having breakfast at a diner. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. I want buttery hash brown potatoes, two fried eggs, toast with butter on it, crappy black coffee. Oh, it's so Yeah, I love crappy black coffee. And that same waitress that's at every breakfast diner, Joanne. (laughs) Like, yeah. Oh, man. Looking at that giant menu, always thinking, should I do the pancakes? No. I, I like, <laughs> I'm going to do the regular two two eggs. No, no, no. You, oh, you maybe pancakes, pancakes on, top. on top of yeah. that. No, yeah. It's, Wait, so exactly. you, do the, you, do, you do like the two, two, two? Like yeah, two, two, eggs, two, two, two pieces of bacon, two, two pieces, pieces of sausage, sausage toast. toast, and uh, home fries or hash browns. See, I'm always an omelet boy. I'm always I'm always a a uh, veggie omelet with a side of bacon. That's good with rye toast. Yeah, and hash oh, always rye, always or rye. Ha- not hash browns with home fries. Yeah, and a cup of black coffee. I, I do home fries. Yeah, Ooh, it's so but I good. need the fried eggs now because I need that goop for the bread at the end. I need to mop up that goop. You see, you think that, but you, what you forget mm. is that they take each piece of toast mm-hmm. and then they have a giant like uh, it's like a container. Of melted butter on this on the griddle and yeah. they just dunk it and then they just put it on your plate i think you forget how much butter they put on those those pieces of bread wait what yeah I've they never... don't really do that but that's the equivalent okay. of what it is they <laughs> yeah. just they take butter and they just smear it across the whole thing yeah and they just layer them up yep so they just soak each other through oh yeah so you pick it up and if you look at it it's like this is just butter yeah <laughs> It's a butter delivery. I think you system. forget how much butter is on makes that you, toast. It makes you not feel bad for just eating butter. <laughs> yeah, can I have the rye butter? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. We have rye, white wheat. Okay, so apparently we didn't talk about this first. We dove right into our second flavor Sorry. flavors. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. <laughs> um, so they were just they had systemic racism all up and down. Um so they were good for them. Good for them. Uh, to, for lack of a better word, they were canceled. Um, so they just stopped making videos. Really? Yeah. Um, they haven't made videos in months. No. Are you going to look them up? Yeah. Well, spoilers. They started making videos about three weeks ago. And the first one is a video called why I joined Bon Appetit. (laughs) And guess what demographic of people are in it? All minorities. Yeah. Bon Appetit. 5.88 5.88 million followers. Yep. Still have a lot of followers. I think I'm still technically one of them. One day ago, Samantha makes cardamom cream and maple glazed donuts. Yeah. Scroll down to why I joined Bon Appetit. Well, I mean, Samantha is also a minority. Yeah. 
Um, also, that has 190,000 views just a day ago. Uh, Ralston makes stew chicken and breadfruit three days ago, 134,000 views. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Devon makes torched banana cake from the home kitchen, 321 views. <laughs> And then they have the classics. They have like Brad and Andy. Brad and, and Andy grilled garbage fish. Chrissy makes fried oyster mushrooms. Yeah. Chris makes meatballs. Two weeks ago, almost 730,000 views. Why we joined Bon click Appetit. On click on it. Don't play it. Just click on it and pause it when it comes up. Looks at Look at the uh, likes and dislikes. And then before that, four months ago, they had 3 million views on Pro Chef's Improved Boxed Brownies. Okay. I want to say something real quick about yeah. Bon Appetit before yeah. I click on this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say something. I was watching Bon Appetit like way back in when pandemic started, like most people. And they had a video where they watched other professional chefs, like full-on chefs, yeah. not YouTube chefs. Not magazine chefs. Yeah. I mean, like Gordon Ramsay, yeah. like Jacques Pepin, like yeah. full fucking hardcore chefs do stuff. And they were, they were surprised by some of their techniques. So here's one of them. They watched, um, who's Bon Appetit watched? Bon Appetit watched. Yeah. And they it was, just, it was just like a live review of what they thought of other people doing yeah. stuff. Here's like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay making scrambled eggs. I remember sure. this exactly because this is how I learned how to make scrambled eggs. Mm. Also, like... I do the Gordon Ramsay method, too. Yes. So, I'm watching it, and I remember... Because I, I turned to my girlfriend and said this, and I said, Are they... Are they actual chefs? Or no? <laughs> because the stuff they were saying was making me question that. Because mm. they were like, well, Oh, he cracks the eggs like that? Oh, I, you should oh, you should crack them like this instead. And I was like, You are not about to critique Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. fucking Ramsay right now. I don't give a fuck if it's a Gordon Ramsay YouTube video. You say nothing about that man's technique. You you just don't. Or just he's like pretty like indisputable like or the way that he salts and when he salts and they're like, "Oh, okay. Okay." And I was like, "Yes, you don't salt earlier because that like that breaks up the eggs too much." Yeah. So you do it later. But that's also up to dispute, right? Right? Like Jacques Pepin is known for just French style salt goes in, fuck it. I want to season it. Um and yes, I know uh, Gordon Ramsay was is a, a French trained chef. I know, but <laughs> there there were just so many things that a lot of them were saying mm -hmm. where I was like, I know you know your shit because I've yeah. seen your videos. I know you know your shit, but these are some like pretty non complex things that I'm surprised you have something to say about <laughs> because they're not that big of a deal. Yeah, and the way you're reacting to them makes me think: Were you not? Yeah. shown this as an option like i think so two things they're like cooking school kids where they're Gordon culinary Ramsay, school they're culinary they're culinary school and then bon appetit for most of them some of them worked in restaurants um but like gordon ramsay culinary school and then worked in restaurants own restaurants own restaurants own restaurants cooking show owned restaurants cooking show owned restaurants um so he has just a lot more like longer experience and a more varied type of experience and he's done it like right. he's but owned just, restaurants but again if you're in, i'm not even i'm not in the culinary industry yeah right? and i know like you don't question or <laughs> or critique what some people say yeah like like uh like if jacques pepin says this is how you like debone a chicken oh that's not how i do it <laughs> yeah that doesn't even pass my mind i just blank out and i just go yes sir whatever yeah. yes chef whatever He's you say correct. chef yes yeah. like 
and it's not that he's mean. He's a. I don't know if you know who Jacques Pepin is. No. He's a very. Uh, he's a very famous, um, very skilled uh, French chef, mm-hmm. and he's he's older now. So his videos are hilarious because he's just a really kind old guy. He's yeah. like, so then you cut the chicken on here, and uh, I like to salt it here, and I salt it here, <laughs> and you do this, and you take uh, garlic, and if you smash garlic like that, you know, now it's you get the essence of garlic, and then I do this, and he's he's very gentle, but still, it's just like I'm not going to doubt anything you say. Sir. He is like, correct. Like you are Jacques Pepin, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not questioning what you say about things. That's yeah. just not how that works. Um, so when I was watching this video, I just, I was just thinking, and I said that, I said this to my girlfriend, I said, there, are they pro chefs or no? Cause I don't think what they're thinking about cracking eggs like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that way about seasoning things and I'm a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just a dude who had to prep food in the kitchen at mm-hmm. best. And that was it. Like what? Yeah. So then the more I watched their videos, the more I realized they are skilled. Yeah. They do have knowledge. But you can tell that, like you said, it's almost very boxed knowledge in a way. Yeah. Um, I think the, the other side of that, too, was it's more of a, a symptom of YouTube, where like people watch YouTube reaction videos for some reason, where it's someone watching somebody else's video and just reacting to every second that happens in it. And just like they have to point out something and it's like more entertaining to watch this person react to a thing than to just watch the thing or to if someone just watched it and they're like Bon Appetit watches Gordon Ramsay and they just silently were like, oh, oh, okay, Oh, wow. Wow. Nobody would watch that. But there needs to be like a let's have a really long discussion about the way he cracked that egg. Right. But like when he seasoned it, when he did it, they go, oh, I he shouldn't be seasoned it there. It's like, yeah what yeah exactly <laughs> like the man who has it. multiple you, michelin star restaurants shouldn't be doing what he's doing i think you shut the fuck up but like, they but you got a reaction out of it like they got your reaction out of it that's a successful youtube video true it's just they wanted your click well it, right in the world of of anything then what the arizona coyotes did was a good move right like <laughs> yeah like let's draft an abusive racist uh bully who is tried for his crimes in court we think that's a good pick yeah Oh, look, we have eyeballs on us. Hey, we're the Coyotes. We're going to now just boot the kid out because we're going to do the right thing for justice. Yeah. The right th- yeah, anyways. Anyways. So, okay. So, I love how Bon Appetit has an entire um, minority section on their YouTube channel. That's great. That's just Click on why I joined Bon Appetit. Why we joined Bon Appetit. And uh, then, no, just look at the likes and dislikes. Oh, oh, so don't even watch it. No. Okay. It's not worth watching. The likes are 5.6 thousand. The dislikes are 45,000. <laughs> 45,001, I just added that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the comments are all basically, this is the YouTube equivalent of, I'm not racist, I have black friends. Um, wow, I think they disabled the comments. Oh, really? Uh, oh, wait, nope. 7.1,000 comments, I found it. Hi, we're the new leaders of Bon Appetit. We know it's been a while since we posted a video, like three months. We were really excited to welcome you back and share the next chapter of BA with you. We are listening, learning, and building something together that showcases our best. We're building a team that is empathetic, respectful, and open to being challenged, that is paid fairly for their contributions, and that represents the audience we hope to serve. You're going to see new shows, new and familiar faces, and a whole lot of new recipes. And get ready for more from inside the test kitchen in the new year. We can't wait to show you what we've been up to. And we really hope you love our new vision for Bon Appetit. 
Sonia, Marcus, and Dawn. And they're not white. <laughs> Giving very much, quote-unquote, I have black friends. I'm not racist. I have black friends. <laughs> Generally just clicked on this to see the comments, and I'm glad that everyone thinks this is utter bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the problem wasn't that BA lacked people of color. It's that they didn't respect them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the other thing, though. I will say they lost all of them. <laughs> like, they all quit. They all quit. Um, uh, Sola, who's, like, the one who, like, started this, like, yeah. revolution, um, who I love. Uh, she's one of, like, my favorite cast members, uh, Is has joined the Babish Culinary Universe, which is, oh, like, nice. the expansion of Binging with Babish. Yes. Um, and her stuff has been great so far. Yeah. Uh, and, like, when all of this Bon Appetit stuff was going down, people were like, Sola's quit. Wherever Sola goes is where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> like, she can start a new thing, and, like, we've got her. Um, a better title. We didn't learn a single thing. Here are some people of color on your screen. Yeah. Definitely might have been the worst way to handle this. <laughs> yeah. Abs- it's so, like, tone deaf. It's, oh, God. It's... <laughs> Hey, you have you had a racist editor in chief, and you had uh, systemic racism that was causing people of color to not get fairly paid or treated. Okay, yeah, we, no, we'll hire more uh, black people. That is what you want, clearly. Interesting. I'd like to see a "Why We Left Bon Appetit" video next. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, that's what I want. It's so it's so tone deaf, and it it's ugh. it was one of those things where. It was such a twist of the knife of 2020 for me, where for the first few months of quarantine, I was thinking, at least I have Bon Appetit. Like, (laughs) at least they keep pumping out like three or four new videos a day. And I get to see the people that I've watched for like dozens of hours now. And have like taught me how to make kombucha and have taught me how to make pickled onions and all this stuff and have made homemade Smarties and all these cool things. And then just... Turns out they were racist. It's so overtly obvious they were just like, okay, we can only fix this by hiring a whole new team of black people. What logical thinking is this? <laughs> it just makes them look like fools trying to make better their problems. It's so dumb. So dumb. And I'm like disappointed in any all of my like favorite cast members who are still there who like seem to be okay with this. And I'm sure there were a bunch of meetings where they like very slowly convinced them that this was the right way to go. And like, it's just a big money machine. Like we keep, we keep needing to make more money. Okay. So this feeds into something that I wasn't going to bring up, but I kind of mentioned it. And now that we're here, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. 18 year old hockey player drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) You want to talk about this so bad. Well, because here's the question I want to ask you. Mitchell Miller yeah. 18 year old yes from the ages of 10 to 14 yeah he bullied and harassed a uh like a learning disabled black kid in his yeah. class right um so this uh, this uh black kid he bullied i think is de- because he's developmentally uh, dis- uh disabled challenged yeah. he i think he's i think he's four years younger mentally okay um in the same class with him whatever he Insults him racially mm-hmm. and bullies him for four years. Mm-hmm. The bullying gets to the point where he forces him to eat a lollipop that he wiped and cleaned a urinal with Gross. from the bathroom. The kid had to get tested for HIV and hepatitis and all this other shit because of it. And uh, at the age of 14, it stopped because the family of this kid, Isaiah, mm-hmm. the abused kid, 
went to the cops. Mm-hmm. The cops investigated, found him guilty, and tried him in court mm-hmm. as a juvenile. Mm-hmm. The kid apologized, quote unquote. He said, "I'm sorry." And he wrote a letter to all 31 teams of the uh, NHL teams being like, I'm sorry, you know, like this isn't representative. Because he has potential. When did he write this letter? When he was like 14, 15. Oh, wow. Okay. Because when you're like good enough to be a pro player, like you're getting scouted young. Oh, wow. Like school, like like colleges are are scouting you. Okay. And shit like that. This kid's 14? Yeah. He's a a freshman in high school? Yep. And he's already like getting scouted? Like this kid's already good enough to maybe make the NHL? Yep. Okay. He's already getting talked about. Because yeah. at that point, he's he's like, he's going to a good school, yeah. good high school. Then you have a good uh, college. He's in University of North Dakota right now. He's in their program. Yeah. So he's in their program from 18 to he graduates, which is four years, should be four years. Yeah. Then uh, if you if he's able to make it to a entry-level contract on the professional level, he gets, a, he gets an offer. Mm-hmm. But right now, his rights to that contract are owned by the Coyotes. Got it. Because he was drafted by them. So he gets drafted. He gets drafted uh, 111th place, I believe, in mm-hmm. the fourth round, I think it was. So it's not a high pick, but yeah. it turns out that he would have been a high pick because he has good potential. He would have gone second, third round, not yeah. fourth, if it wasn't for the fact that he has a criminal past of racism yeah, and bullying hate crimes. And, and hate crimes and torturing this kid. Yeah. Jesus. So this, so the Arizona Coyotes picked this guy first, their first, the first pick they have in the draft because they didn't have any other picks was this kid. Mm-hmm. So everybody went, who's this Mitchell Miller kid? Like the Coyotes chose him with the only pick they had to start with so that he must be good. Oh, so that came out. It was the Coyotes' first pick? Yeah. Okay. Because they didn't have any earlier picks. Yeah. So that was the first pick for this year of 2020. So they picked Mitchell Miller. This blows up within 24 hours. Yeah. So the hockey world, especially in Canada, because Canada's, you know... A hockey country. Well, also a good place. <laughs> they every talk show because I'm listening to them is pretty much in, on the same vein of this is a brutal past and a brutal history. And if this kid was Canadian, this never would have seen the light of day because the law in Canada is you cannot disclose like legal issues with uh, children. Okay, you can't make that public. Huh. So if he was a Canadian kid in a Canadian team, like this wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Because you know? the public would never know about it. But in America, yeah, it's public. So the big question Which from everybody... Think, as it should be. Right. The big question has been, does this kid deserve the spot? He's not been shown to be remorseful. The judge even said, I can tell you're not actually sorry. You're sorry about the consequences of your actions. You yeah. don't have any actual remorse. I'm concerned about your development. Yes, you are guilty. Like, like, okay. Community <laughs> service. Boom. Like at 14, he got hit with the, with the nail. And that's why he apologized. He wrote letters to every team because he could, t- he would, he would tell, or his parents told him, you're going to throw away your future because of this. Mm-hmm. You got to make up for it now. So he did all he could got accepted into the university of North Dakota program. He's been, uh, and he's been scouted by USA hockey for their development team. So he could play on the junior national hockey team for Olympic gold. Mm hmm. Like Olympic goal. He could win like uh like world's championship medal, mm-hmm. which is a thing in hockey, WJC, World Junior Championship. And then this story broke. Mm-hmm. Now, the so the 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 crux of this, if you didn't know, is that the Hockey Diversity Alliance was founded this year after the stuff with George Floyd, which was 
If you didn't know already, which I think I've told you, hockey is a very conservative sport. Yeah. Extremely conservative sport. Extremely white sport. Mm -hmm. So the Hockey Diversity Alliance didn't really say you need to kneel or you need to show like signs of of allegiance with minorities. It was you need to pledge action to support diversity campaigns and inclusion campaigns for minorities, Mm -hmm. for like girls, for people of color. Yeah. You need to do actions. We don't give a fuck about the performative stuff. Yeah. Like they asked the NHL to pledge funds to like programs for underdeveloped places for. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is the year. This is the year of a huge tolerance diversity fucking initiative. Yeah. And then the Coyotes draft this kid. (laughs) So everybody in hockey is again, especially Canada is pretty much saying this kid doesn't deserve this. Like in a sense of. Playing professional hockey and achieving the dreams of potentially winning and maybe you do win the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. as a professional hockey player and you go down in history in the sport yep. is a privilege. It's not a right given to you just because you play hockey. You yeah. have to earn it here amongst, you know, like kind of a, a community. Like yeah. This is not something you can just have given to you. Yeah. And you lost that privilege when you. But there's a lot of people. Yes, but there's a lot of people saying, "But we can't hold this kid to his past mistakes." Look at James Gunn and what happened with that. Things happen in the past. They're changed people now. They're better. They didn't really mean it. So anyway, I'm just that was just a joke. So I'm saying. Well, have people actually been bringing up like James Gunn? No, but I just did that because I knew you'd understand. Yeah, but um. So here's the thing. The Coyotes came out when because this blew up in their fucking face. Yep. Everybody came out or the uh, I'm sorry. The Coyotes came out and said, "We want to use this as a teachable moment for him to understand and learn from his mistakes and to show what it means to move on and to pre- and for him to become an ambassador for tolerance and anti-bullying practices and initiatives. We want him to be the face of that if he makes it into our organization." Then within 24 hours, they just came out there with a statement. We have released the, Arthur, <laughs> the the contractual rights to Mitchell Miller. He is no longer a part of our organization or in our plan, organization plans future uh, future plans. So I wanted to ask you, does this kid deserve to have an opportunity to play in the NHL? James Gunn made a tasteless joke on Twitter 10 years ago. It was a joke. Right. It was a series of jokes. Right. That were uh, like shock jokes. Right. Uh, and they were not taken well. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. This kid committed a hate crime and was found guilty of it. <laughs> fuck him. Oh, fuck. Okay, so he should be held to that to that mistake, the as he put it. The one thing that I'm thinking is he was like a minor. He was a minor. Right. So, so, so when people have been bringing that up... He was he was ten to fourteen years old. What yeah. did he know? The immediate comeback is ten to fourteen. For four years, he was bullying and racially tormenting yeah. this disabled black kid. Yeah. Four years. It took the cops to get involved to stop mm-hmm. this. Yeah. It took the justice system. The judge said, I can tell you're not remorseful. Yep. You're just saying you're sorry. He wrote all the letters to the hockey, not because he was sorry, but so he wouldn't lose his shot. Um, and then the coyotes thing of like, we're, this is going to be a learning opportunity. Yeah. No, when you commit a hate crime and then you get in the NHL, that's not a learning opportunity. That's a learning opportunity of, Hey, I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I'm good at hockey, there's a lot of people who are saying, let them play because if the brotherhood in hockey 
doesn't accept him, he's going to learn how much he's not accepted the hard way. People were saying, like, I really hope he lines up on the ice and standing across from him on the ice is Wayne Simmons, who's like a six foot three, 220 pound black guy. Yeah. <laughs> or PK Subban, like a Norris Trophy winning defenseman of the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I showed you PK. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, yeah, no, if he really, and, and that's kind of a thing that has been said where it's almost like the, uh, the prison complex mentality mm. of like, we have a code and if you fuck up that code, doesn't matter if, the, if like the refs don't catch it. Like, you're going to catch it from one of us. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. You're going to get targeted. Hockey's fascinating. You get what you get what's coming to you. Whether yeah. the refs give it to you, whether the whether the the NHL, like, safety committee, like, catches it and says something, or we handle it ourselves, mm-hmm. you're going to get it. Like, that's kind of what it is. So, yeah. you say he doesn't deserve it. He's fucked for life. Go do something else other than hockey. Your hockey dreams are done. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The okay. end. Like <laughs> okay, the end. Okay. I mean, the okay. only thing is like, <sighs> there's a reason minors are treated differently in the justice system is because their minds aren't fully developed yet. I mean, not fully developed, but like, there's certain reasons why you have to be 18 to do so many things, and it's because you're not of sound mind enough to make conscious dishes, conscious enough decisions. But when you commit a hate crime for four years. Like that shit sticks. <laughs> like that's that's part of you. Um, yeah, no, he sounds like a twat. I don't care how good he is at hockey. He, right. he shouldn't get the chance to be successful. A lot that. of people were making a, a good point of, yeah, like whatever about the kid. The kid's parents are fucking scum. Oh, I bet. Like fucking, that's, you're fucking scum if if you're the parents on that. Yeah, if I'm if, sorry. If when you were starting to describe this, my first thought was the parents. I was like, this kid's a minor. He uh, was an evil minor, but who raised the minor? Probably some shitty people, right? Um, and then like the people who, like, then also told him to write letters, like. You're gonna th- you threw your life away by doing this. That's the kind of shit you do when you like. I, I don't know. You get in like a drunk driving accident with a tree. Like you threw your life away doing this. You made a dumb mistake. You committed a hate crime for four years. Oh man, you you really messed up. You need to write apology letters. That's like <laughs> so no. You, can you save need your to go to like military school, <laughs> like reform school. You need help. <laughs> you need counseling. Uh, apparently, not. You need to apologize so you can get at the NHL. Rumor has it that two other teams were interested, but mm. once they checked in with the background on the kid, they yeah. were like, "We're not touching him with a, a nine-foot pole. Yeah. Like, we're not getting close to this fucking situation. This yeah. is and just hopefully bad culture, bad vibe. We don't want that in our locker room. Yeah, like, fuck that. We don't want that. Yeah." And hopefully him getting dropped by the Coyotes means he's done forever. You never know. I mean, the Coyotes did say he he is free to pursue his NHL dreams elsewhere. Yeah. Like, he, they did say that. I mean, there's this... So there's this weird reaction to, like, quote, unquote, like, the, the, the cancel reaction to things, right? Mm-hmm. Just... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't, I hate saying cancel culture because it's so weak of a term. But it's what it is. It is what it is. But here's the thing. If it's bad for business, welcome to America, mm-hmm. where capitalism is the rule. Mm-hmm. So if you're bad for business, you're bad for business. Yeah. And if you think you're, and if you feel like you're being targeted for it, then 
you're bad for business. I'm yeah. sorry. So like if you think your views or your opinion on that is is uh, valid and good, and I, I can't believe somebody thinks the other way about it, well, then like you said, the clicks and the views show otherwise because people don't like it. So bye bye. That's yeah. gone. And that's what happened with the Coyotes. They thought they could sneak by. Nobody would say a thing. And they would snag a good hockey player that fell because they nobody wanted to touch the reputation on the kid. Yeah. And then it Which came, is shitty. That's 100% what it was. And then it came out that, hey, this kid's a really bad person. Or he was a very bad person at some point. Yeah. And now here you go. What are people saying about the Coyotes? Fuck them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, hey, you guys are all piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, it's Coyotes are rough spot to begin with yeah um they're in arizona yep uh one of the known for hockey uh yeah exactly (laughs) one of the weakest locations markets ever yeah um they've had ownership problems for the past eight years Mm -hmm. eight ten years stadium relocation issues for the past six to eight years uh they've had problems having a contender on the ice for their entire existence Mm -hmm. Um, what does that mean They've never come close to winning a championship. Okay, got it. Uh, for their entire existence. The <laughs> yeah. closest was with Shane Doan in his prime, and that was not even close enough. Um, they're a joke. The, the entire league kind of thinks that they are a waste. Yeah, they should just go away. You should just go... Well, just relocate them. Yeah. Take the Arizona Coyotes, get rid of them, move them to, I don't know, fucking Quebec City, mm. and bring back uh, uh, bring back a team there, or... Go to a new market somewhere, you know, northwest. Harford Whalers. There you go. No team would do that in a second. Once they saw... If they... The biggest problem with having a hockey team in a state like Connecticut is not only the competition between the two largest... Two of the largest markets in all of North America, Boston Boston and New York, is the problem of the infrastructure. There's no infrastructure set up for that kind of traffic. You You cannot sell the arena. You cannot pack it. It's going to be a pain in the ass. People aren't going to want to do it. I just threw out the first hockey team name that doesn't currently exist. The taxes would be a little rough on the team, I think. Yeah. Um, I think there's a reason why there's no pro teams here. Yeah. It's only college. Uh, Well, uh, no, the WNBA is in here. Um, uh, the, 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 what is it? The Suns? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the, the WNBA is in here. They're the only team. Oh, no. WNBA. And the NWHL. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, they're both located farther away from Central Connecticut. Like the WNBA is based out of Mohegan Sun. Yeah. And um, what do you call it? Uh, the, the Connecticut Whale is based out of Danbury. Yeah. Which is great because you Danbury is a big city. Mm-hmm. So they draw and Danbury is a hockey city. Mm-hmm. So that's great because they had the Danbury Trashers and all that shit. So it's not bad, but it's just, yeah. But anyways, long sidetrack to say, does Bon Appetit deserve your subscription sometime in the future? Because you can't judge them based on their past. They learn from their mistakes. Here, here's some black people we hired. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> They did not learn from their mistakes, and this racist kid didn't either. Uh, James Gunn did. That's the difference. Like, the th- well, I, I don't know. Well, I think with jokes, it's kind of just whatever you said. It, you said something insensitive. You said something insensitive, but then he's proven through his character. Like what you said with the NHL, like, we want you to prove with actions, 
not just we don't want an apology letter sent out to the whole NHL. We want you to be going out and doing good things. The and fact like, that apparently he never actually apologized to the kid he bullied. He said he did. But then the family said, we don't have an apology letter from him. Mm. We have an apology letter from his friend who was also convicted. Oh, my God. We do not have one from him. And he was like, no, I did. I told him I was sorry. It's like, we don't have no, any proof. I saw him in the hallway in the courthouse. And I said, hey, sorry, bro. <laughs> we have no signs of that. We do know when he was suspended uh, from school for it, he would bike outside our house up and down the block back and forth. That's an apology. <laughs> oh, totally. Same yeah. thing. Right? Jesus. Yeah. So... No. Yeah, no. So does Bone Appetit deserve my subscription? I was thinking maybe. Ooh, they're going to win you back. No. Honey dick you. Nope, they lost it. They're <laughs> honey I dick think, I mean, Look at all these minorities we have hired. No, 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 stop. <laughs> I, they could have... I mean, and they had to have done it sooner. I think the longer it went on, the longer they lost me. Like, the farther away I got from that. Like, three months of no videos, like, we're going to just quiet down and people will forget? Or... That's exactly what I realized they were doing. They're like, they're just going to come out and pretend everything's normal. And they kind of did that with the Chris and Brad and Andy videos. Like, those are the old cast that everybody knows and loves. But then they just, look, like, literally, literally the term, like, diversity hire. Like, uh, that person's just a diversity hire. Which is a terrible thing to say about someone, but that's what Bon Appetit, the company, did. Uh, it's, it sucks. They needed to... went. So the first thing that happened was the racist old Instagram photos. The editor-in-chief, who used to be like one of their main people in their videos before they had like the personalities in their videos and then they got very personality driven and he would always be in the background and he would pop in and they'd be like, oh, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. Um, an Instagram photo of him came out from like not long enough ago, like <laughs> eight years ago, where he went to a Halloween party as a Mexican person or just a Hispanic person. And he had a thin pencil mustache and he had his hat on backwards and he had like fake tan on. So basically brown face. Was he a character? A famous person? Nope. Just... Latino. He just showed up and said, I'm Latino. Like, yeah. That was it. Like thin mustache, hat sideways, tan face, like a Yankees shirt with like the top button buttoned and the rest of it unbuttoned. Um, and his <laughs> so wife. He, he, so he, he was a West Coast gangbanger. Yeah. He went as a <laughs> racist stereotype for Halloween. Um, and so that came out and I forget how that started. Like I, the first I heard about it. It was after everything had started going down. <laughs> so, like, I didn't even hear about that. And then the next thing. And then the next thing. I heard about, like, all three things are going on at once. The next thing was one of the other per people who's, um, like, famous be and, and is in a lot of their videos. Um, an old Vine came out where he was, like, playing some country music. And he was showing off this cake that he commissioned that had the Confederate flag on it. Um, and then another... Uh, video came out where he was like drunk and messing around with his friends and he kept calling one of his friends the f word not fuck but the other f word uh -huh. um and it's like well he's awful too apparently and we had no idea um and then sola was like cool so about this adam thing adam's the the editor-in-chief uh this goes further than him posting a racist photo on instagram a while ago and then deleting I don't it get when paid. he became, huh <laughs> 
No, I just I just said I don't get paid. Is that yeah, I'm brown and I don't get paid, <laughs> even though I'm I have a higher position than any of the people that are famous and are on like late night with Jimmy Fallon because they're famous from Bon Appetit videos or the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Um, I have have a I'm their superior, and when I feature in their videos and I. Like people are pointing out, like someone made a supercut of basically Sola running the kitchen because someone will be making a video like I'm trying to make Twix like they do for real or whatever, and they're always like Sola, how do you temper chocolate again? And she's like just basically doing everything that's difficult for them. Um, they're like Sola, how do you crack an egg again? I know Gordon Ramsay showed me once, but I forget. <laughs> um, and she would come in and do it. And she's like, yeah, I don't get paid for any of those videos. I get paid for my, like, editor job where, like, I write articles. But when I get featured in videos, like, they get paid per click. And I get none of it. Um, and then all these people, like, someone who's like, yeah, I quit Bon Appetit six months ago. I was there for a year. You may know me from these videos, but I mostly did work over here. Uh, they specifically told me to lay low because uh, I wasn't camera friendly or something like that. And then this other person was like, yeah, I n- straight up know that I have the same position as this white guy and I get paid way, way, way less than him. Uh, and it's like, oh, my God, they're blatantly racist. It's crazy. Um, and then they basically just stopped. And then some people, a bunch of people started quitting. Uh, and some people are like, wherever Sola goes, I'm with her. If she stays, I stay. If she quits, I quit. And then she quit. And they were like, yep, quit, quit, quit. And like some people were like, bye. Um, so Carla and I think Abby was her name. Um, people that I don't watch too much. Um, but they quit because they had like maybe budding careers there. Like they were like B list or C list Bon Appetit people. Um, so they like didn't have much there. They could make it kind of anywhere, but like Brad and Claire, which are like the two biggest people on Bon Appetit, like they are the backbone of Bon Appetit and white boy, white girl, huh? White. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Chris who you saw white boy. Uh, there's Andy who's, um, Hispanic boy. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's ridiculous. Um, and then somebody posted, someone put one of the people who was like, if Solo leaves, I leave. She was like, we just had a huge meeting with like the whole company and it's a shit show. Like they have no idea what they're doing. Like, Is that what they said? Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that person's clearly out whether yeah. they quit or get fired. Yeah. Um, but they were like, yeah, this person has no idea what's going on. This person seems completely tone deaf. Uh, the Not the editor in chief, but like whoever the editor in chief reports to has... Uh, doesn't even understand why this is an issue and stuff like that. And then the one that broke my heart was someone, I think Sola said, cause someone was like, they, she was doing like a Q and a somewhere on her Snapchat or something. Brad, who's my favorite, who does all like the fermenting and pickling and stuff. Um, she was like, Brad just, it seems like he just realized that racism exists in the world. Are and like you he surprised was just, based um, off of his personality? I mean, he was just, yeah, like he just seemed like he was oblivious and he didn't see or recognize any racism and he's like shocked and everything, but it's like, come on, dude, you didn't see this. And then there are some other people who like totally knew what was going on and didn't say anything because they were being successful and they're like, hey, if I like stir the pot, I'm not going to be in as many videos. So like. It's like straight up and down well, systemic I mean, racism. You just defined America. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like what you said earlier, if it's like, if it's bad for business, we're not going to say it. Hey, if I'm starting to get featured in these YouTube videos that have 3 million views and I'm starting to make a name for myself and I start to notice some racism here and there, I might not say anything because I still want to be in these videos. 
It's rough. So they just stopped. They disappeared. And then Sola, I want to say about a month ago, started making videos with Babish, binging with Babish, which are great. And everybody should go watch them. Haven't really seen... Huh? I was going to say... No, keep going. Keep going. Haven't really seen anything from anything else. And then the other night, I didn't even get any notifications or anything that Bonnet Appetit started churning out videos again. I just decided to look. I'm like, I wonder if they have broken the silence yet. Like, I wonder if they came out with a statement. They waited three months. Yeah, like three and a half, four months. I wonder if they came out with a statement yet saying like, we messed up. This was terrible. We didn't know it was so terrible. We completely restructured the organization. Yeah, no. We're sorry. We're sorry. (laughs) Nothing. Not even apology. Just why we joined Bon Appetit is the first video they made. It's rough. And then just straight back into the normal videos. Here's Chris. Here's Andy. Here's Brad. I like couldn't even watch them. I'm like, you did nothing. They needed to act fast. Weeks after, within within a month after this happening, they needed to say we had a problem here, and nobody did anything about it. And you that have to was wrong. It. You cannot ignore it. You have to address it. Yep, we had a problem. Nobody did anything. That was wrong. What Sola Sola is right. What all of these people are saying is right. There is a huge problem at this company. We are restructuring the organization. We are instituting these new policies so something like this never happens again. We are blah, blah, blah. Like, they needed to fix it. They literally just grabbed some brown people and said, look, we have brown people now. That's what you wanted, right? It's gross. <laughs> and I don't even think... Sorry. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, no, no. <laughs> you I, keep I, taking a breath to start talking, and I, my brain is still like, but there's more no, you have I to like say. it, though, because it's stopping me from just blabbing out bullshit. So keep going. I don't... I think I'm done. With they're, Bon Appetit? They're unsavable now. The okay. longer it was going on, the more unsavable they were getting. But maybe if they had a really rock-solid response, if they fixed this and, like, took action to make sure it never happened again and wanted to be, like, the Coyotes' bullshit statement of, like, he's going to be the the example of how to stop bullying. Like, maybe they would have, like, put him up in front of schools and made him talk in public and be like, I did this, and it was really bad, and this is what it was like, and this is what it felt like, and if you ever think these types of things, you're the problem. And, like, maybe that wasn't bullshit. Maybe that was their plan with this kid. I super highly doubt it. And maybe I was thinking Bon Appetit could do that. And then they just did this, which is like negative nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> And negative I'm nothing. almost positive that if they now said we had a huge problem, we restructured, we did the wrong thing. We like us just coming back and not apologizing at all and just uh, like shoving these brown people in your face to say, hey, we're better now was not the right thing it was completely tone deaf i think even if they come out with the most perfect statement now it's it's done like it's too late they're they're done i was never a fan of bon appetit yeah i always didn't sound like it no well i always had a sense of of i'm trying not to sound pretentious no just say it and we'll we'll fix it i always thought they were full of shit on some level just based off of the way they did things yeah you know and i don't think they are i think they all have a passion i think they all have a genuine interest and they have really good knowledge and they have strong technique yeah i'm not taking that away from any of them i think they also have a lot of patience yeah i think because i've i've 
I've seen videos of them doing like crazy shit that takes all night and all day. Like, like I'm yeah. not taking anything away from their work ethic. But there's a difference of watching them cook, and it's almost clinical the way they try to do it. Okay. All of them. They all try to, like, the majority of them try to clinically cook in a way. Okay. Which is fine. That's a style. Yeah. But it's not a style I like. I don't like a clinical style. Like, they're following a textbook type of thing. Right. Like, it's like... Uh, it's a science, not Like, an slice art. the chives in quarter-inch diagonal triangles, like, yeah. diamonds, so before you, um, like scatter them on top or and like whatever like like it's just it's so cl- it's clinical like yeah, it's, it's almost it's, like they're aiming to be precise but they're coming off as clinical with it yeah which yeah, to yeah. me i don't like food being presented that way yeah. there's nothing wrong with it if you liked it that's fine there's nothing wrong with that at all but sure. i'm into you know i'm into like <laughs> people dip, dip your finger in the sauce lick it and be like that needs a little bit more salt and just no that. no I, I i'm just in i don't know I, and this is how i cook too i don't i don't I, I cook far from from a clinical or like precise method so for me it's also just a matter of like you know i like uh i like it when um oh fuck i forget his name he's a uh he's from argentina he cooks meat in fire mm-hmm. like that's it salt bay no 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 <laughs> Argentinian? You said salt bay? I don't know. No, he's from the Middle East. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> or not Middle East. He's from um Whoops. He's from like Dubai, I think. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't anyways. Um uh what do you call it? No, um it's just like there there's something about when you organically cook and you just have a sense of of knowing it. Not only knowing it, but just like you you know what you want, what you're doing. Like the way they cook at Bon Appetit to me is like they're cooking like it's um they're cooking like it's like they don't know what they're like they don't know what the taste is that they're aiming for Mm. but they were told what the taste is okay do you know what i mean they're following directions but they don't know the end goal in a way yeah in a way like when i see i mean i don't want to it's so hard to compare them to like master chefs but yeah when you compare them to like the way some chefs cook, like uh, like Gordon Ramsay is a perfect example. Yeah, he's a great example. I know he's a very mainstream example. He's the easiest example for everybody to understand. Yeah, he's so entertaining when he cooks because he knows what he's cooking for. He's cooking for this flavor profile, and he knows how to get it. Mm-hmm. So when you see him go, a he's done it hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of times. So it's natural for him. So mm-hmm. it looks so fluid and easy. But he knows. Okay, so what you're going to do is we're going to fillet this, and then we're just going to put the lemon in here, and that's fine. Just roll the lemon out, and we're just going to squeeze it on top. Just wrap it in foil as tight as you can. <laughs> we're going to put it on top, and we're going to put it in the oven at 200 degrees Celsius. Boom. What did you just verbally make? Uh, just like a poached, like a <laughs> poached fish, like okay, whole fish. Cool. Like, like that's an example. <laughs> like, like the way he does it is just like his um, like his scrambled egg video. Yeah. Like that's not very precise. Yeah. He's like, you just put some butter in. Yeah. He knows in his mind what that is. Yeah. And he exactly. knows the effect of it. He can't he can't really say it. He's not like this is a tablespoon and a fourth of butter. He just knows the amount that goes in to give yep. him the consistency of eggs that he wants. Exactly. And you could tell by how he stirs it too and he's able to multitask. Yep. He's not like focusing on each thing precisely. It's muscle memory for him now. 
Yes, because he knows what he's he knows what he's aiming for. It's not yeah. just a matter of what you're doing. Like yeah, like you know how to cut and chop and dice and julienne and saute yeah. and flambe. Like that's just that's different than knowing what you're cooking at two and four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the equivalent of you cooking the dish you always cook because it's your favorite dish or it's a common dish for you. Yeah. That style of cooking is very different than when you're cooking a new recipe. Exactly. And I feel like when I watch Bon Appetit, I'm watching them all cook a new recipe for the first time. Yeah. Versus watching somebody who, like, I, that's why I love Vice Munchies. Mm. Vice Munchies is the only YouTube cooking stuff I watch because they all show cooking stuff of their favorite dish. Yeah. Hey, guys, my name is blah, blah, blah from restaurant, like, Toops Eatery down in Louisiana. I'm going to show you how to make boudin today. <laughs> What is boudin? Boudin is the fucking shit. And like they show you how to, he shows you how to make boudin. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> like, but that's what it is. You know, you have uh, Action Bronson videos. I'm on cheese. He goes, I'm going to show you the best like roast beef sandwich. Yeah. This is the fucking shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> Here's, Everything on Vice Munchies is the fucking shit. Here's what you need. Have you watched Vice Munchies? Yeah, I have. yeah. That's, that's pretty it's much accurate. how they open it. Yeah. Um, hey guys, my name is blah blah blah. I'm gonna show you how to make kimchi fried rice. Yeah. It's an easy dish uh, in Korean households. We always have kimchi. You always have some rice. There's some key things you need, like stale rice, for example. It's better than fresh rice, but you can get by with fresh rice. It's fine. But uh, this is a real easy dish, really fun to do. It, you can serve it for a lot of people. Let's 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 go. I'll show you. I love how detailed your tangents are. <laughs> well, but like, but that that's. But you know what I'm saying? Like yes. the style of cooking on Vice Munchies is show, you see people who are doing the. I know what this tastes. Yeah, like. exactly. I know what I'm doing to get that taste. Yeah. Because like this isn't a clinical process for me. Yeah. And or, they even say it when they're cooking. They go, yeah, yeah, you could add more butter. Fuck it. We'll just add more butter. doesn't matter. Just, yeah, more butter the better, right? Like, they just keep going. So I feel weird talking about Bon Appetit so much because it almost validates them as a cooking channel and they're done. Uh, and you shouldn't ever watch them. Um, but I do know the answer to the reason why they cook like that is because they are a recipe website. Like Bon Appetit, the website is like when you search how to make Casio e Pepe, the third result is bonappetit.com. And here's our perfect Casio e Pepe recipe. Um, Cacho. Cacio? Cacio Pepe. Oh, okay, cool. Cacio e Pepe. Um, and so they, the test kitchen, that video where they, the, the room where they film all the those series, videos, yeah. it's the test kitchen. It's literally their job, like their job before they were on YouTube. Like, their same job technically is you're tasked with making this recipe. We need this recipe to go up now. We need, what's that Louisiana thing? Boudin. Yeah, we need a boudin recipe, how to make the best boudin. So you're going to work in the test kitchen for two weeks trying a bunch of different variations right. so of they recipes. have to be precise so they have to be precise and they might not know exactly what they're going for but they're i'm gonna try it this way i'm gonna try it this way i'm gonna try it this way this seems to be the best way you need to do a a teaspoon and a half of salt because two teaspoons of salt wasn't quite as good and our recipe our website is about the best xyz recipe combined with those tasty videos that you see on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and stuff where it's just top down. Is that them? No, but that tasty is what kind of launched Bon Appetit. Like people just want to see yummy food being assembled to go, "Mm, mm, mm, that was, that looked delicious. Move on. I'm never going to make that again. But all of a sudden you do that with, we're also going to teach you the best way and the detailed way of how to make it. And we have this goofy, quirky guy teaching you the whole way 
that's the combination that made Bon Appetit. So a very structured clinical way to make the best thing. You're going to watch it get made. It's going to look so cool. And this funny personality that you've now watched 23 videos of the same guy. So you almost know him like a friend and you're going to see all your other friends in the background because they all work in the same. You room. see, but I don't I, I don't like cooking to recipes like that. Yeah, and I like, don't either. I when it's like, barely oh, ever did them. When it's like, oh, you need 320 grams of this, or you need to have a cup and this and this. I'm just like, fucking, it's a handful. Of yeah, like, like when handfuls. I told you that I started making kombucha and I was following his recipe for Bon Appetit, you're like, how much sugar did you do? I was like, I did 120 grams. You're like, how much pineapple juice did you do? I had this many. You're like, no, 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 you do a glug glug. You were very mice mun- vice munchies about it. Is how much do you do? Describe it to me again, Gubs. You pour it and it until it goes glug glug, and then that's it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, is that like two tablespoons? It's two glugs. <laughs> yeah, that's where, where he he'll say like use two and a half tablespoons of pineapple juice if you're making this much, but double it if you're making this much or whatever. Yeah, no, just bloop, bloop. <laughs> glug, just glug, glug, glug. That's yeah. how I do it. That's how, like, that's how I like to cook. Yeah, like when I cook breakfast, I don't need to know. Oh, it's three minutes per side for this piece of bacon. Mm. I just know when I when I see a certain pop, yep. and a certain oh, smell. Exactly. I go, okay, time to flip. You cook with your heart, not your brain. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you did not gravitate towards that sentence. No, I like. I like. I, I, I whatever. I, fuck you. I feel like it comes from laziness. Hence my slop bowls. Yeah, I feel like it's I love just slop bowls, <laughs> dude. I remembered the apex slop bowl from back in the day, and you will hate it probably. Okay. It was white rice. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Black beans. I'm in. Eggs. I'm in. Gorgonzola cheese. Uh, I'm tentatively with in. a little bit of hot sauce. I'm mostly in stirred up. Yeah, That's that it? is that was my go-to meal from 2012 to 2014. I, I don't like 15? that cheese. Say what? Why that cheese? Why don't you do Parmesan? Because uh, there's like this creamy, sharp, um, nuttiness. No, it's not nutty. It's mm. it's uh sour. Bitter, no, it's it's nasty. It's it's just there's a sh- Oh my god, watch. Shut the fuck up. It's just sharp. It's just like a yeah. sharp fucking It's got a bite. Bite. It's yes. I I got like the second I remembered it the other day when I was when I was eating a bowl and I just a bowl of something else. I <laughs> I, I, I slop. It just came to me just remember this is what this is what it was and I just went <gasps> I got to make it for Chris. I got to make it for Chris. Are you going to make it for me? One of these days, yeah. Well, one of these days, I'll buy some. And the hot sauce is gonna be truff. All I need, if you want truff, oh yeah, if you want some truff on it, yeah, yeah. we can do that. Yeah. It's, dude, it's so fucking good. It sounds good. It's so fucking yeah. good. Um, I yeah, was but, waiting for you to put like sardines or whatever the fuck on it. Oh, I mean that evolved into that later, but but it's, <laughs> but that's um, but that's how I cook. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's the. I don't think it's the right way to cook. No. Yeah. You just <laughs> kind of slam stuff together. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I just. That's a good way to put it. I just slam shit together. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's mostly what I do. Like, e- even when I... I'm trying to think... Like, I don't think I ever pull up... Like, a, like I, I don't think I ever say I'm going to make something. You know what I do when mm-hmm. I do make something? Mm-hmm. It's something I never made before. So, like, when I make pancakes, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with pancakes. So, I, you follow a recipe? Or do you just slam yes. stuff together and hope no, it comes out? No, 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 no. I follow... Oh, technically, my girlfriend mixes the ingredients because she knows that I'm just... <laughs> 
an animal. You're going to slam stuff together. <laughs> so she I put it. sardines in the pancakes. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, dude. So I, I can't do it. I, I, that's why I can't bake. Yeah. I can't bake because oh, I yeah. cannot stand. It's clinical. The, the precise yeah. math clinical style of I exactly can't do the precise baking is a science cooking is like jazz yeah that's what i like that's what i like I, yeah. that's that's why i love cooking steak so much yeah because there's not much to it and it's pretty much just timing mm. it's pretty much just timing yeah that's it you know what i mean and the thing that sucks with steak for me though is it's always there's so much that comes into play for the timing of it mm-hmm. it's okay well this stove runs hotter than this right burner burns hotter than the left burner. Yeah. Or this part of the the grill is hotter than that part of the grill. Or this part of like I cooked a grill at my friend's house at LJ's house, Little John. Yeah. They sucked. They fucking sucked. The steaks. Yes. Yeah. And I did exactly what I did at home, mm-hmm. but I didn't know the heat range and how it worked with his uh with his grill. Yeah. And I fucked him up. Yep. And they were average at best it happens man and i was miserable yeah because i was like i just wait granted it was only like 40 bucks for four fucking steaks from costco but still it was just the sadness of i spent so much time and i was built up so much for this giant ass steak and it's fucked yeah it's average there is nothing better than a great steak and there's nothing worse than a ruined steak (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so uh, yeah, so I guess I, I guess I'm here to. I guess the conclusion of that is I don't care about Bon Appetit because I don't either because I never watch them to begin with. Really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. Well, here's the thing. I don't think they actively did th- those decisions, saying let's do the smallest thing possible to get by, and people will just accept us because we were out of the limelight for three months and. We can just pop up and just say, look, there's black people and they should take us. I don't think that was talked about at the board meeting. I think that sentence was explicitly said. You, but I board okay, okay. I think the board said, what do we need to do in order to rebrand? And somebody said, obviously, we need to show our, our, our diversity and our willingness to commit to diversity going forward. We don't have said, any diversity because we had very little to begin with and we treated them poorly. So they all quit. So they said, let's hire people of, of let's hire minorities. Yeah. And let's let's live this new um, principle of diversity and inclusion in Bon. So yeah, I'm going to be the good Bon Appetit guy, and I want you to be the guy criticizing Bon Appetit. So we sure. are we are becoming more inclusive and diverse with our initiatives for diversity and inclusion, and we have shown that by hiring a large amount of minorities and giving them prominent roles when it comes to both payroll and with opportunities with our YouTube channel. Great. You hate this shit. <laughs> Every time I've tried this, you just go, yup. <laughs> you didn't you didn't fix anything. Great. No, I, I hate role play. <laughs> this goes back to our last job that we had together and all the stupid role play we had to do. We <laughs> we fixed it though. Like you said we didn't fix it. We did everything that we weren't doing. You didn't before. undo the wrongs you did. You're putting a band-aid on. We it. can't change the past. We can only change the future. You're not changing the future. You're trying how are and we failing not, to change your image. How are we not changing the future? You're not undoing the systemic racism that you had in your in your company. And the, how? The we just hired all these people. We gave them positions where they're on the payroll. They're getting the benefits. They're a part of the company now. Agree to disagree. There's this other channel called the Babish Cinematic. Oh the Babish see, Culinary see, I, I Universe. I fucking hate role playing with you. This is like the worst role play. Yeah, I do too. Well, just. <laughs> well, okay, so no role play. <laughs> what is your comeback to a boardroom saying that? Because in their eyes, they think they're doing the right thing. 
Yeah, and if I was in that boardroom, I'd be like, you have to sincerely apologize for what you did, own up to the fact that it was wrong, like, admit that what you were doing was wrong, fix it for the future ongoing. That doesn't mean just hire, like, diversity. That means, like, weed out the people that caused this problem because it's going to happen again. So fire them? If there was some executive who is like, I want Brad to get paid more because he's more easily digestible because he's white. But he gets the clicks. If that's what the market wants. That's a problem. That's not up to the company to, to be able to control. That's up to the demographics. No, that's up to the company that's, to control no, that. Not. If the, de- if the company has Brad, tall white boy, and they have me, small Asian kid, yeah. and tall white boy is getting more clicks than me, then he demands more money. That is the market. The market value Sure, of pay him. people by clicks. But yes. you didn't pay small Asian boy anything. Because he doesn't get clicks. You didn't pay him anything. He got some clicks. You paid him zero dollars. Not enough. Not enough what? Not enough clicks. Not enough he, views. We need clicks. He fixed Brad's video. He fixed tall white boy's video. Good for him. If without tall white boys, if if you let tall white boy go to his own devices, <laughs> he would have made shit food that we would have told all the people on the internet to make and well, people would have hated it and we would have lost clicks. But small Asian boy came in and fixed it and you paid him nothing. But you don't Small know Asian boy has his own videos and you pay him nothing. Small Asian boy has a higher job title than tall white boy. And you pay him less than tall white boy. Well, it's because he is not getting paid per click like Brad. So Brad's getting that like revenue. He's getting revenue. He's <laughs> getting makes me so angry. He's getting pay per view points. You're role playing this too well, and I'm starting Why? to think it's you <laughs> saying all of these things. <laughs> like the the facade of boardroom member is falling away, and I'm just seeing racist dubs. <laughs> But I'm just being serious. Like, I'm just saying, Bon Appetit didn't do this thinking, we'll just pull a quick one on him, just hire some black people, we'll be fine. That's that's not... Maybe it is totally possible that that is what was exactly said word for word in the boardroom. But you're saying it's possible that this was their actual this genuine their, attempt to fix this it. This is their genuine best effort attempt. <laughs> and it's not enough, and they failed. Their best... Sometimes, hey, sometimes... You make it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you play your hardest, and you lose, and that's okay. But you don't deserve a Stanley Cup just because you played your hardest. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But maybe they tried their best. But you're saying they played their hardest. Maybe. So you're admitting that they played their hardest. No. I'm giving you the benefit (laughs) of the doubt that if they did, they still didn't do it right. I don't think they did. You don't think they did? I think they took the route of least resistance. Of, like, what is the fastest and cheapest and easiest way to fix this? Right. Which I mean, probably is what they did. That was like, nobody probably actually said that, but that's like, they were a company and their goal is to make money. That was the, the engine behind whatever, what drove whatever change they came up with, which, as far as we can tell so far, is just throw some diversity people on the screen. It's just, what's the easiest way for us to fix this? We're not going to fire these CEOs who run our company and try to hire some new CEOs and new editor-in-chiefs, and we're not going to get rid of all, like, our entire corporate structure. Every single one of them was causing the problem. We're just going to hire some new people who are excited that they're going to be on YouTube, 
and and shove them in people's faces and say, look, we fixed it. They didn't do anything. Maybe they're paying them what they should have been paying every, everybody in the past, but the problem is still there. As far as I know, maybe they did fire all those people and maybe they did hire these new people and they're paying them fair wages. Okay. So how but they this? didn't address it at all. Okay. Okay. So what do they need to do as their next step to win you back? I, like I said, I don't think they can. I think if they came so out they and apologize and say, we're going to explain the last four months of what's been going on. We had systemic racism and we knew about it and we didn't fix it because it was going to cost money and it was going to cause big problems in our company. That was the wrong thing to do. We were called out for it justifiably by all of these people who felt wronged and who felt like betrayed and they should because we wronged them and we betrayed them. Uh, we have restructured our entire corporate structure. We have weeded out all the problem people with in-depth interviews with all of the wronged and and uh, betrayed people. We figured out where the problems in our company was. We got rid of them. We fixed them. We took four months off to regrow and to restructure and figure out how we were going to move forward with this. Uh, in the meantime, we were constantly planning on how we were not going to let this happen in, again in the future. We lost a lot of employees, a lot of employees of color. So we hired more employees. And because we're a diverse company, we hired the best people out there, and they're diverse people. We are going to be paying them fairer wages. We've restructured the way we're going to be paying, paying people for doing work behind the scenes and on camera. And we're sorry we came off the wrong way by this having this comeback without announcing this message first. And we're sorry the way you took it. Uh, we hope we can do better for you. And we're listening to the fans, and we want to grow with your help. Let's get back to making cooking videos. That would get me to a maybe. <laughs> like, that's it. That's how hard. And then they'd have to swoop back in with those people being my new favorite people and be like, wow, these people are great. And I'm so happy they're getting paid. And Brad would be back and he'd be making more weird fermented shit. Uh, and I, used, I could hang out virtually with him for 20, 30 minutes at a time. And... It would be back, but like it's left such a bad taste in my mouth, and I felt so betrayed during this quarantine COVID times. They were like one of the few things I was clinging onto. It was basically for like a solid two months. It was Animal Crossing, Bon Appetit, and Rick and Morty. <laughs> Those are the things that kept me going, and then but I lost Bon Appetit <laughs> and a brutal death. Um, and then four months of nothing. And then this disgusting comeback. <laughs> so if they swallowed their pride as much as I just said and came back, it would get me to a maybe. A maybe. Maybe I'll start watching. Again. Maybe, wow. but a probably not. Wow. What I really want is I want Brad and Claire to quit because those are the two that they I won't. mostly watched it for. They won't. They won't. They won't. Because they are Bon Appetit as much as Bon Appetit they is are them. brand. They're bon nothing. Appetit. They are the brand. They're nothing without Bon Appetit. Sorry. Brand they know that. They know that. So they wouldn't leave. And I think that was called out by someone. Someone was like, yeah, those top people who are your favorite people, and they're not going to leave because this company is too important to them. And they get paid way too well. Yeah. You can tell when they do the home cooking videos. I'm, I, I remember seeing home cooking videos that were playing, and I was just thinking, that's how much they get paid? That's what? a granite countertop. Yeah. Like, that's your home me? in New York City? Yes. 
That's yeah. recessed lighting with a granite countertop and spider burners with like a yeah no fucking yeah Jesus Christ you make money yeah exactly but yeah, anyway I'm tired from talking about all that yeah it's <gasps> next week hang on hang on you ready okay you ready next week everybody yeah everybody guess what what next episode is going to be the post election episode. <laughs> we're probably not going to talk about because we avoid politics on the show like the plague we do because i think we all get bombarded by it enough yeah so i think we all are on the same page i Um, will say though if you're still listening after this (laughs) incredibly depressing terrible rant about how terrible one of my favorite youtube channels was please vote if you haven't already go vote vote Vote. get out and vote don't mail it in because apparently there's backlogs and there's uh sinister plans at play and yep delayed stuff. cancel all your meetings for tuesday uh take a personal day take a vacation day on tuesday don't go to work stand in lines all day and vote i think i'm gonna need a day off on wednesday after <laughs> to just i'm gonna ignore it i'm not gonna have, yeah no. i don't think i'm gonna and it's f- also gonna take days i don't think i'm gonna follow it yeah no on wednesday it was not or fun tuesday. to follow in 2016 I followed it. I was watching all <laughs> yeah, the shit I know, live. I was too. Yeah, I think I'm going to not do anything because next week is actually a uh, podcast night for takedowns to breakdowns. Mm. So I think I'm going to record my podcast while everything's going on. Yeah, and uh, bef- and then probably play some video games, play nice. some Call of Duty. We could play some squads. We're so- oh, we got to get some squads we'll play in. Some Star Wars. In a while. Gotta yeah, my plan in. is to play Animal Crossing with the girlfriend all night until we're too tired to keep our eyes open, so I can't even check Reddit on my phone. I'm just going to pass out. And then in the morning, we'll just see what kind of world I'll wake up to. The sky is black and red. (laughs) Ah, dang it. (laughs) You wake up to the air raid siren? Yeah. (sighs) Shucks. I was hoping this wasn't going to happen. (laughs) Anyway, please go vote. Thanks for listening. Rate us on iTunes, too. vote for five stars yes go vote vote for us five stars across the board yeah okay thank you bye So can so, you see? So can you see? <laughs> <laughs> so can you see? What is the word? Have you ever had so can you see? It's not so can you see. Oh, can you see? Yes. No. Oh, is it? Oh, can what you What are you see? talking about? I have no idea what you're talking the about. The Star Spangled Banner. Isn't that what you were just singing? Oh, say can you see? Oh, say can so you see? So can you see? <laughs> <laughs> so can you see? <laughs>